Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. Michael Borky here. Glad that you are with me on this Friday, Friday morning. Appreciate you being here. Please uh, subscribe if you haven't already, by the way. If you're listening on the website, I appreciate you. I know there's a lot of you that still do. Pull out your phone. You've got a podcast app on that phone. I promise that you do. Search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So the theme of the day today is off-season, excuse me, off-the-field drama in both football and in baseball. Obviously, there's also a huge basketball game this weekend in Oxford. They moved the time, the right move by the athletic department. I'm going to take credit for that, even though uh, I likely had, I mean, nothing to do with it. But still, I'm going to pretend like my ranting on the radio show is why they moved the game. I'm glad they did that, though. You you did not need a, a possible situation in which you, the fan, had to choose between baseball and basketball. It is a gigantic, must-win basketball game in the Pavilion uh, tomorrow afternoon, and they need all hands on deck. Every fan available needs to be at the basketball game as opposed to the baseball game. So it was good to see that they they made that move. It had to be done. You could not have overlap. Baseball now will be at 5 o'clock instead of at noon, so everybody can be at the basketball game without having to choose. It is an absolute must-win. Uh, hopefully, after the Mississippi State game, they've been able to kind of reset and get some confidence back because they have to start stacking some wins here. If they're going to make the tournament... You guys know this already. They have to start stacking some wins, and it has to start tomorrow. It is a winnable game. You guys know this. Ole Miss has especially shot much better at home. Home crowds can be the difference in winning and losing. It's a South Carolina team that's also kind of been sputtering a little bit lately. Uh, So they need this one, and uh, we'll see if they can get it done. We'll do post-game stuff right here, so be on the lookout for that. So, massive game tomorrow for Chris Beard and his team. They're still very much in it. I mean, they're still among the first four out uh, in the uh, in the bracketology with a win tomorrow. It seems like they will jump right back into the last four in category. They are so extremely on the bubble. But uh, it just kind of demonstrates what I talk about often, and it's not like it's a profound thought. It's just... You know how it is. The bubble's never good. It is never, ever good. Teams lose on the bubble all the time. All Wednesday did was decrease Ole Miss's margin for error. It didn't eliminate them. A win Saturday gets them right back uh, in position. They just got to stack wins. We'll see if uh, they can do that coming up tomorrow. Off the field drama in football. We'll talk about that first, actually, uh, as opposed to the baseball thing. So uh, I believe Neil McCready was first on this. Uh, Centarian Perkins, the uh, Ole Miss linebacker, you guys know that, uh, was arrested uh, yesterday morning. So so Thursday morning, he was booked at 2.40 a.m., charged with DUI first offense and reckless driving. Ole Miss, uh, as of this moment, has not 
released a statement of any kind on this. I haven't seen it anyway. If they have, I I can tell you what it's going to be. We're still gathering facts. We are aware of the incident. We're gathering facts. We have no further comment at this time or whatever. It'll be something like that. So uh, Centarian Perkins got arrested. And we'll start with this. Uh, On that, uh, he's lucky that this is all that happened. Uh, And anybody that gets uh, arrested for DUI uh, is lucky that this is all that happened uh, to them. Uh, It could have, and uh, unfortunately, tragically, often goes worse than this. So he is lucky that this is all that happened. Um, You guys might find this this take ridiculous, though, um, and that's okay if you do. I'm not going to be too harsh on him. Because although uh, consuming alcohol and driving is an incredibly stupid thing to do, um, it's something that I've done in my life when I was his age. And I got lucky on both fronts. I got lucky that nothing stupid uh, happened. Or excuse me. I got lucky that my stupid decision didn't lead to something tragic happening. And I'm lucky that my stupid decision didn't lead to uh, me being arrested. I have been in his exact shoes at his age. I got lucky. It was an incredibly stupid thing to do, uh, but I uh, I did it. Uh, and I, maybe I shouldn't admit that out loud, but I did. I consumed alcohol and drove a car. That has happened to me before when I was his age. So if I were to sit here and like come down on him and uh, be hypercritical, like I've I've seen some people do, especially on Twitter. Twitter is a cesspool anymore. What what the hell happened? Um, but I'm not going to do that. He's lucky. It's very stupid. You should never, ever, ever do it. But but I've been there. And it wasn't high profile. <laughs> like, a, a good friend of mine in college got arrested for DUI, and nobody knows, really. Uh, I, I think he got expunged a, a few years later, and, and that doesn't get blasted all over the news and message boards and Twitter and, and all that. He didn't have to face all that. It, it went away rather quickly. You know, it was expensive, I had to deal with the legal side, but it wasn't publicized uh, like this. So I guess what I'm trying to say is he deserves the punishment that's coming. I assume it's going to be many, uh, many, many early days with uh, Coach Savage. Uh, there there will be punishments beyond just running, I assume. there There's going to be other stuff that's going to happen. I, maybe some, you know... Uh, driving safety classes where they show you the videos of what can happen uh, in those tragic, you know, stuff like that. He's going to get punished, and rightfully so. He deserves that for sure. Um, From a football perspective, uh, I would be surprised if he missed a snap, quite frankly, because it happened in February. Um, Even if he does, they open with Furman. So maybe a week one suspension is appropriate. We'll see how they handle this. Um, I suspect it'll be more internal in punishment like that. Um, but I'm not going to be too harsh on him. that He didn't commit a violent act a- against a woman. Um, he he did something stupid. And so this is going to be weird, by the way, saying what I'm saying about this versus what I'm going to say about the baseball drama here coming up. But deserves to get punished. Very, very stupid. I, I am mystified that... Uh, people can't use Uber, but, you know, taxi cabs and ride sharing was around when I did that too. And and I didn't choose that. So get him an Uber, get him a subscription to Uber, 
punish him harshly, make him realize how lucky he got, and that's kind of uh, the the end of it. There are um, a, a lot of ways that uh, this could have gone worse for him. He's lucky there, but also uh, I think that um, some, the very small amount of the criticism that I saw, um, the the casting judgment on him was a little unwarranted. So that's football. Let's move on to baseball, who, by the way, playing high point this weekend, uh, a really bad team. Uh, they need to get three. If they don't, then... Um, it's time to hit the panic button if you're not already. Frankly, they need to win the next five games uh, with Iowa coming to town, who's got a legitimate ace here uh, in just a week. So that that's happening this weekend. We'll, we'll see how they perform. There's very little that you can take away from this series if they win because, again, high point, um, a, a not a good baseball team. Um, not at all. So there's that. I've gone back and forth on whether or not I should even bring this up because nobody has confirmed its legitimacy. But it's, I mean, I've gotten texted about it. It's popping up everywhere. It's its all over the message boards. It's all over Twitter. So I'm, I'm going to talk about it because I want to talk about what you guys are talking about. And Luke Hill, the shortstop at Ole Miss, the Arizona State transfer from Baton Rouge, uh again there there this is it's important to note that this has not been verified to be true at least as far as i understand it i have not seen anybody confirm that that these are real um and i suspect that mike bianco is going to be asked about this uh after the game i, I think he will be and so i'm hesitant to to talk about this and i've been hesitant to talk about this but i'm going to do it anyway uh, until I hear a comment there, but there are some screenshots floating around of uh, some things that he has said in a group message uh, about NIL, uh, about wishing he could go back to Arizona State, and wishing that LSU would beat Old Miss. Again, these are screenshots from, uh, I guess, an Instagram group message. And the screenshots are, like, grainy and weird. I, I, I don't use Instagram, so I don't know if this is what they look like or not. But this is what people are talking about. For what it's worth, Hill took to Twitter to say that his Instagram was hacked and then deleted that tweet saying that his Instagram was hacked. And um, that's always everybody's go-to defense, by the way. That that almost confirms to me that it's real when you say I was hacked because people are going to hack um, your account and then hop into uh, a group message and talk about NIL and and you you not getting your monthly payment yet. Like that that's what a hacker is going to do when they get a hold of your account anyway. So, um, if it is real, and again, it hasn't been confirmed at all. I probably shouldn't be talking about it, but I am. If it is real, uh, I have two kind of thoughts on this. First of all, um, emotions can cause people to say and feel and think things that they don't actually think. They just get kind of caught up in a moment where, you know, they say and feel things that aren't really real. And, and, you know, this is is a college-aged man 
and he is performing terribly. Uh, I mean, he's what is it, 115 he's batting right now? Oh, I, I undersold him. He's batting 125 uh, at the moment. The team is struggling. He is really, really struggling. And when when things aren't going well, like, like in, in my life, uh, if I've been in a bad mood or things aren't going well, I have said and or felt things that weren't real. I just kind of, you know, had an emotional response and, and we've all been there. We've all said things we don't mean uh, in the heat of a moment. We've done things we don't mean in the heat of a moment, whatever, right? It happens. So if this is real, if he is really in a group message talking about how he wishes he was somewhere else or how he wishes LSU would beat Ole Miss, if all that's real, it's entirely possible that it's just an emotional thing because he's really struggling so far in the early season. Um, However, uh, if... If I were Mike Bianco, this will get to the coaching staff if it hasn't already. Um, one, you, you have to confirm whether or not it's real. Are you really saying things like, forgive my language, everybody, real shit is running out of money, like I haven't gotten my monthly payment. In response to somebody saying, come back, bro, you say, I wish. If that is real, uh, if I'm Mike Bianco, I ask him if that's real. Uh, private messages getting released is, is you know, kind of an invasion of privacy. I don't want all of my text messages being blasted uh, for the world to see, but I also don't post things in group messages that I um, wouldn't stand behind if they were blasted in real life. Um, so when this gets to the coaching staff, if it hasn't already, if I'm Mike Bianco, I sit down and I ask him if, if that's real. And if if they are, my response is, if you don't want to be here, go. And see what his reaction is. If you don't want to be here, if you want LSU to beat Ole Miss, go to LSU. If you want to go back to Arizona State, go back to Arizona State. If you don't want to be here, then here's your opportunity. Put your uniform in your locker and, and get the hell out would be my response uh, to him. I would consider, uh, again, if it's real, and gosh, I really shouldn't be talking about this because I don't know if it's real or not, but, oh well, whatever. Um, I would sit him this weekend because I think that stuff like this can create unnecessary drama within a team that's already struggling and go from there. Uh, it's just your, your hope is that it's, for some reason, somebody with way too much time on their hands that are faking it. But the whole I was hacked thing, again, kind of leads you to believe that it's not. Um, interesting situation here. Uh, ugly things happening with baseball to start the season. We're not even two weeks into the season, and we're, we're talking about uh, losses to Arkansas State. We're talking about uh, off-field drama with players and what they're posting on social media. And it's just, it's all around really ugly uh, right now. But again, if, 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 if this is real, I would say, if you don't want to be here, don't. Really, uh, really that, um, that simple. So there's that, just, just drama, just, uh, just some drama right now. But important basketball game tomorrow, as you guys know, you've got Spring practice coming soon. I haven't seen dates, by the way, uh, about when spring practice is uh, is going to begin. 
looking forward to that, quite frankly. I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of the new faces that Ole Miss has brought in and what they look like in the spring. So that'll uh, that'll be cool to see when that does happen. I assume it'll be soon, within a few weeks, uh, because spring game in April. So they're, uh, they're going to get started uh, pretty soon. So haven't seen those dates. When they do, uh, I will, of course, uh, bring those to you. In the meantime, we did a live chat last night. Uh, it was a lot of negativity because of the state of the baseball programs. There was a good bit of state fans in there last night, just a heads up. I know that I've gotten some feedback from you guys that don't like that. Um, please forgive me. Just uh, I'm giving you a heads up now um, that, that that is what it is. Uh, I will, moving forward, if there is a lot of state conversation in the live chat, I will, one, give you a heads up to like, get the old Miss, the, the, the main Ole Miss topics out of the way before we go to the live chat and just kind of give you a heads up ahead of time. So it's there if you want to listen to it. Uh, We talked a lot about um, investment, NIL, basketball, Chris Beard, all that stuff as well in this chat. But there were state fans in there, so they get brought up as well. Just a uh, a heads up. Uh, But I did enjoy the conversation despite baseball being a disaster in this state and uh, hope you guys enjoy it as well. We'll get to that. After I tell you, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If your Mississippi business is in the market for office technology and you need anything uh, in the office, anything, copies of printers, mail machines, cloud storage, data security, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's technology in the office and your Mississippi business needs it, check them out online, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. we got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely going to be one in your backyard. They make you their priority with local loan servicing and decision-making. So uh, you, uh, you you sit down with somebody face-to-face instead of getting on Zoom or talking to somebody from out of state if you need a loan or need that loan serviced. They also have an online banking platform that is that is great, honestly. You don't need multiple apps to manage your money. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do whatever it is you want to do with your money because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So here it is, the live chat from last night. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed talking a lot of baseball, basketball, all that stuff. Just uh, a ton of Mississippi-based conversation. So, uh, hope you enjoy it. Here that is for you now. We'll uh, we'll do some basketball and baseball recap of the weekend. I will talk to you after that. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. And uh, here's the live chat now. Talk to you soon. You know, sports are supposed to be fun, right? That's the whole point of them. This is uh, is not fun. We are, it's February 22nd. It is February 22nd. There are baseball series in Starkville and Oxford this weekend, and nobody is looking forward to it. That is, uh, it's a disaster. That's the phrase I'm going to keep using, a disastrous start to the season. The question is, can it be overcome? That's the theme of the night. That's what I want to ask you guys. Can Ole Miss and Mississippi State overcome the absolute disaster that has been the start of their seasons. We are not, um, (laughs) we're not even in week two. We're not even in week two yet. And um, 
this is the state of baseball here. What I was thinking about earlier today, before I get out of the way and um, and just get to the chat, and we'll go from here. But what I was thinking about earlier is a thing that you guys already know about. This isn't really a profound thought, but um, I am always impressed by the investment of baseball here, quite frankly. Um, it, it always impresses me. And, and when I talk to like my friends that live in other states and you know people that I grew up with that that don't know about the baseball culture here, they're always surprised to hear about how important that it is, what what the crowds are like and what the venues are like and and stuff like that. Everybody's always surprised about our our baseball culture here in the state of Mississippi and and that's a really cool thing and how invested you guys are, emotionally invested. I mean, the volume of people that stayed up until almost 4 o'clock in the morning to watch Ole Miss' season opener against Hawaii is shocking in a good way, a complimentary way. It's it's surprising. Um, the, the stadiums, the venues are beautiful. The volume of fans that go are, are beautiful. Your uh, financial investment is strong, really strong, as strong as it possibly could be. Your emotional, physical being there, and financial investment into college baseball is uh, gigantic. And it impresses me, and I love it. But what I was thinking about earlier today is this era and what it's creating in the conversations around it because of what's happening in basketball. Now, I brought this up on the radio show, and, and, and one texter in particular told me that I needed my microphone take away, taken away because I was being so stupid. But hear me out on this. So, basketball. This isn't a basketball state. But right now, you've got two programs that are headed in an awesome direction. Right? Year two of Chris Jans looks like Mississippi State is pretty comfortable in the tournament right now. Now, LSU looks daunting, and and Kentucky's going to be tough. And the schedule is certainly not easy, but they are comfortably in, as of this moment, in the NCAA tournament. Ole Miss... On the outside looking in at the moment, there's a chance the margin for error is thin. That's been kind of talked about at length. Go beat South Carolina on Saturday and just push forward. Um, But how much fun this is and how meaningful this is. And I think people have forgotten, as we've talked about before, but they're going to be reminded again how truly intoxicating not just meaningful basketball, but March Madness is when you are a participant. When it's your team, when Selection Sunday happens, that gets put in a bracket and you print it out and you go to your office pool and you put your team going to the Final Four, even though you know they're not going to the Final Four, but you do it anyway. And then Thursday afternoon comes and you got to figure out what true TV is so you can watch your team. And then in and out of breaks, you hear the 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 song, the da 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 And it's just so infectious and intoxicating that – Part of me wonders if when that feeling is captured again uh, this year for Mississippi State or possibly this year for Ole Miss or just the the chase of that, if that will create a change in desire from what the fan bases prioritize. Now, I'm not one of those people that thinks that you should take all the money out of one and give it to the other. I'm not one of those people. I think you should try to win at all three sports. I think you can win at all three sports. However, there is a finite amount of money 
There is. I mean, you can pull it however you want to. Some people earmark their money to go to just football or to we, – we heard from a listener on the radio show today that earmarks their money just to golf. I thought that was really cool, by the way. He was a, a golf alum at Mississippi State, played there, and so he wants to give back to his program. I love that. I, I think that's awesome, and I'm certainly not going to shame anybody or say you're wrong for doing that. You're not. Support what you want to support. But regardless of where that money's being earmarked, there's still a finite amount of funds that your fan base is willing to give you at the present to pay your players. And so now that you've got basketball being what it is, competitive, relevant, um, heading in a positive direction, and then you look at what baseball is, and I know it's important, I know it's valuable, and I'm not saying you take away from baseball. But when you look at the investment into baseball and you look at what basketball is going to need moving forward, part of me wonders if there is not going to be some fans of Ole Miss and Mississippi State that are going to look at baseball and know they want to win, know they can win and want to keep winning and want to be competitive. But they're also going to look at basketball and think maybe they should get more. There was a story today in ESPN. I didn't scroll far enough initially to to get to Chris Beard's name. His was included, but um, Chris Jans' name was floated on ESPN as a coach that could be looking around. Chris Beard's name was mentioned. It was at the very bottom of the article. He wasn't connected to any job and wasn't listed in the looking around thing, but his name was still mentioned in the possible coach on the move Um article that came out in ESPN today. There's going to be some jobs that that come open. They're doing really good at their current stops. It stands to reason that people are going to kick the tires on them. Right now, there's an opportunity at both of these schools at the same time. It's pretty incredible that this is happening at the same time. Basketball is, is on this path at the same time, and baseball is on this path at the same time. But since I've lived here, There has been no better chance for relevancy in basketball than they have right now. No better chance for national relevancy consistently than they have right now. But you've got coaches that are going to be sought after. They're going to look at places that have more NIL investment in basketball or, or the possibility of that. You're going to have to possibly fight some of that off. Are fans going to want there to be more into basketball than there currently is and possibly taking some, not all, from baseball to make sure that Chris Jans stays, that Chris Beard stays so they can continue on this winning path? I know some of you think this is crazy. I know some of our radio audience thinks it's crazy. But I do wonder if that, if you might see a fan base shift. I know what the schools would prefer happen, and it's not baseball, but they have to give the fans what they want. But are you guys here? You answer that as well. Two questions for you Can they overcome these disastrous starts? And are you wanting there to be more put into basketball than there currently is? I thought about that all day. And I'm curious to see if the season continues how it is and a tournament run is had, if people start changing their mind about where some of this, some of this money needs to go. So there's some random thoughts for you on this Thursday. 
appreciate you guys being here. I know, like, uh, I'm I'm doing the opposite of clickbait, by the way. I am anti-clickbait. Let's put the word disaster in a title. That'll get viewers for sure. Uh, but either way, I'm glad those of you uh, that are here are here. So let's get to it. The Tim Elko statue got put up today. Uh, yes, it did. I do think, right, correct me if I'm wrong, that that is not the permanent uh, display. That, that's not the, the permanent home of the statue. They're, it's there, and then they're going to do that expansion and then dress that area up a little bit, I think. But it looks good. Whoever made it did a good job because, as as you guys have seen recently, there have been some statues that have looked like crap lately for mega stars. And so, with all due respect to Tim Elko, he's not a world-renowned megastar. Although, he's got a chance to make the White Sox this year. Uh, he's a local star, but he's not a world-renowned megastar. And that statue looks like him. Like, it, it looks like Tim Elko. The details are good. The, whoever did it did a good job. You don't think the game last night needs much actual analysis? No, it doesn't. The result was about what you expected. Of course, the officiating was awful. It needs to be looked at. State barring a struggle. Talking about basketball, of course. State barring a struggle down the stretch is fine. It almost just needs to take it one game at a time. Yeah. Um, yes. And look, here's the thing. If they don't make the tournament, if they just miss the tournament, let's pretend that what Joey Brackets has today ends up being where they end ends up being where they are where Ole Miss is right there on the edge and they miss the tournament but they were there the, the whole time if that's what ends up happening and they miss the tournament some people will disagree with this I guess you should look at the season as a success exclusively a success if they get to the point where they were in the tournament conversation at all when Selection Sunday came, year one, massive success. You re-engaged the fan base. You reminded them what basketball is supposed to feel like on a college campus. Not brought yourselves into relevancy, but people are paying attention now. It would be a win. It really Year one would be a win if that's what ends up happening. They just have to beat South Carolina on Saturday any way they can and, and just see where the chips may fall. Uh, I've been talking about the magic number being 10, but if they get to nine, the metrics hate them, which will, will be a, an issue. And that would, you know, they would have a loss to either A&M, Missouri, or Georgia, or I guess South Carolina in that scenario. And so that's really not a recipe for success. But um, even at nine and nine, the, the bubble is, I keep saying this over and over and over again. The bubble is always bad. Always, always, always bad. Everybody on the bubble is bad because you're trying to get 68 teams into the tournament. So, you know, if they get to nine and, and win a few in Nashville, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not over yet. The margin for error is tiny, but yeah, one game at a time and see where the chips fall. Remember when I said a few weeks ago we shouldn't take much from the first few weeks of baseball season? Well, we have the one scenario happening that sparks serious discussion this early. I know because it's – I said that because I thought that they were going to stack wins, and my point was that we can't really take anything away from that because they wouldn't have proven themselves because the competition is bad. And sure enough, the competition is uh, better than them as of this moment. 
You don't know what else to say about state baseball. We've had lengthy discussions before. You guess the only thing would be is can they recover in their previous level in this to their previous level in this new NIL era. That's the thing, right? Um, how many people are involved in baseball NIL? That's a question I would love to know the answer to. Because it's on the surface, you would think, well, well, nobody's paying players in baseball. That's not happening. But that number is probably it's it's not many in the same way it is football and basketball, right? But the the issue is your competition is your direct competition in the NIL space. I mean, the programs that you think are going to be invested in baseball are LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas, Texas M, South Carolina, Tennessee. They're on your conference. Uh, so, yeah, is whoever that they replace Lamonis with, barring an unforeseen dramatic turnaround, um, can they immediately rally the NIL troops because that they're going to have to do it that way? That uh, There's no more four years with recruiting classes to build them up. And no, state fans are going to expect you to get back to winning immediately well how do you do that in this era well you do that via portal do you have the money to do that when the aforementioned are also involved in the game we will have to see that'll be a big test uh for state and uh and state fans so state is in a better place than people think in the basketball nil space there's a loyal basketball fan base from the 90s and early 2000s you could definitely see selman moving money to jans though yeah um and you know i i think that that would be in differing opinions. That's fine. I think that would be a wise investment. I do. I think that what you have right now, Tucker is somebody that can consistently get you to the tournament that can win high level basketball games. You've got that right now. So don't, don't let that go without doing everything you possibly can. Don't you know what I mean? Exercise everything you can to keep Chris Jans and for Ole Miss to keep Chris Beard on your campus. Do whatever you have to do, even if it means you're investing in basketball more than you usually do. Uh, like I said before, they've never been closer since I've lived here to national relevancy than they are right now. They've never been closer. They both have made incredibly good hires, incredibly good basketball coaches that will win consistently. Don't let that go. Do whatever you can to make sure, without taking from football, do whatever you can to make sure that they don't want to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because I think you've got the opportunity. It's right here in front of them. Sorry, you're dominating the chat. No, you're not. No, shoot, man. I'm glad you're here. It's not like either Ole Miss or State can realistically compete with LSU in baseball right now. At least you don't think. Did I get a new mic for my phone? I did. Yeah, I tried it out last night. Uh, I still got to make some adjustments on the audio levels, but it worked great. I mean, it, it's it's an awesome little microphone. Um, it's a, a plug-and-play uh, microphone that goes right into my iPhone. So I, I'm excited, especially... Um, where I can go places now, I, I can take it on the road. I mean, look, I, I could just also film stuff just on my phone without a microphone, but it, it can sound better. 
you know, and especially spring practice. My, my plan is to get out this spring a little bit more than I've, I have lately. My son's a little bit older, uh, you know, so it's a little bit easier uh, to, to leave uh, and, and be gone because, you know, you don't need a specialist to take care of him when you're gone, when he's four. You just need somebody that will let him do whatever he wants for a few hours. You know what I mean? So I, I think that I'm um, – like I want to get to some spring scrimmages and get to the spring games and and stuff like that and and having that is um is a big help so uh I can directly relate that back to you man so so thank you for that because that's what I used that's what I used the uh the the funds here for that's what I used my YouTube revenue to to get that microphone so that was really cool I can't believe I was able to do that for the first time so um that was cool Without pitching, Ole Miss will be terrible this year, and it looks like they don't have it right now. And in fairness to them, two what would have been weekend starters did get hurt, but they knew Elliott wasn't going to be around. So that's only halfway, you know, to be fair. You're just numb towards baseball now. You don't expect anything from them this year anymore. The only thing, improvement has happened Bad teams have become better throughout the course of a season. It, it, it has happened. So, I mean, I know that you'll still keep up with scores and, and stuff like that. But um, the only thing that can cure the numbness is change. It's it's change. And I don't think that there will be a change at the top at Ole Miss, but maybe this season can force change like pitching coach. Or maybe they get a new hitting coach or both. For Mississippi State, change is going to come at the form of a new coach completely. Just blow it all up and and start over and get back to the identity that is Mississippi State baseball. That's the only thing that's going to relieve the numbness, I think. I would love to be wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, I I mean, you guys may not remember, but the, the, season bef- the, the season that almost won the national championship we were really hard on that team. I was anyway, up until the point where they got hot and and figured it out and won a championship. So, you know, maybe the the cynicism will be proven incorrect. But state fans should invest in basketball and football as well. This whole baseball always comes first. Part of the fan base needs to stop. It's a good sport, but not worth the, all of those resources. Another one, Ole Miss has the potential to build something unprecedented in basketball with good NIL, the Pavilion, and Chris Beard, not to mention a basketball player as the AD. That has got to help. I I would assume that 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 would help uh, keeping somebody like that around. But I'm with you. I mean, the the opportunity is there. Um, That ESPN story today, where Chris Jans was listed, and it, it, you know, you know how these work. Coaching searches change all the time. Agents do this, and that, that's how a lot of this works. The, the the information game is a lot of reporters doing the bidding of agents for a lot of reasons when it comes to coaching searches and stuff like that. But um, when they talked about specifically Louisville, uh, Ohio State, um, they didn't mention Chris Beard or Jance, for that matter, as – what you would think the initial candidates are going to be for those jobs. That is a really good thing for Ole Miss and, of course, for State. 
they again they as I said earlier they mentioned Jans in the possibly looking to get out segment. Um, Beard's name didn't show up until like the way bottom. I missed it because it was that uh, it was below like the um, like the lesser programs that are going to be looking for coaches just as like a like a wild card. Hey, this guy might be an option somewhere. And that was really kind of it. So, so far, at least from Thamel and the coaching search people at ESPN, it doesn't seem like there's that much reality to that possibility at that moment. If that comes to fruition and they are able to invest that way, it'll be great. State hasn't won an NCAA tournament game since 2008. You want to take every dime we can find and fix baseball. The state of the program should be pinned on Cohen and Keenum. We'll see who Selman hires after this season is over. Having basketball being relevant for both is good. Absolutely, it's good. James says, good evening from Alabama. He says, hi, Toddies. Well, good evening, James. Glad to see you, my friend. You've heard that state has top five ish NIL in the country for baseball. This is a cynical response to that, by the way, because people are talking about the uh, the volume of money that Ole Miss has spent as well. Um, if that's true, where the hell is it? You know, I mean, where, where's it going? If, if that's true, if there's top five investments into these baseball teams, then good Lord, what is the ROI at the moment? The only problem with taking NIL from baseball is and putting it into basketball is that it'll make a niche sport similar to Alabama. Well, right now, Alabama's better than Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Alabama's going to make the – I mean, Alabama might have a pretty decent baseball team this year. I don't know the preseason projections. I uh, really liked them. I mean, they're ranked, so let's see. Let's see how they've started. Have they lost to Arkansas State yet? Let's find out. They're 5-0. and because, sure enough, you can beat bad teams to start a season. Um, it was Manhattan College. So they swept Manhattan College. Oh, God, these websites are so bad. I'm going to say that every time for the rest of the time. Anytime I have to look up the schedule. So they swept Manhattan College. They beat Middle Tennessee and Alabama State. So not exactly have they been tested, but they're ranked at the moment. Selman seems like a football and basketball first AD, which is the right move. Yes, he. Uh, I think he is. Chris Beard will get in some good recruits starting to happen. Yeah, he's got uh, McDonald's All-American already on the way. Uh, the portal class, will um, that will tell the tale for next year's team. They've got to replace a lot uh, from this year's team, but um, he will be in on quality players because of uh, his reputation. So if the money's there, they'll get them. Just because baseball takes away resources, or just because you take resources away from baseball doesn't mean it will become like it is at Georgia or Missouri. But basketball takes priority for your department. It's a bigger and more important sport. And that's why I kind of brought this up. I, I'm not, like, and you're not either. Nobody here is advocating for taking money and, like, completely draining the NIL funds of, of a sport. But I, I was curious as to what you guys thought about what should be done, and if you're changing your mind a little bit on, on where this should go. That's what, um, that's really what I brought it up for is to kind of learn from you as to, as to what the fans think about what should happen considering the trajectory of basketball and the trajectory 
the opposite way of, uh, of baseball. The way you look at it, rising tide lifts all boats, and men's basketball and football are the only sports that can raise the tide. If basketball and football succeed, that helps baseball 100%. 100%. You're waiting to see if the fireside chat, you're waiting to see the fireside chat with Lane Kiffin. That'll be great. Because uh, if if you've never watched those before, um, they're intentionally like kind of awkward. Like that's just kind of part of the bit. And and Kiffin is inherently kind of awkward. I, I think it'll be great as long as you know the the discomfort is is understood. Yeah, a prediction: Ole Miss and men's ba- and state men's basketball will become more nationally relevant, competitive, and will be extremely good, thus making their baseball programs consistently average or below. There are a lot of people that hope you're wrong. It's yet to be seen if they can, being state, compete for a top New Year's Six Bowl, now 12 playoff spot like Ole Miss has. So we will have to see if Levy in the new direction of football will win significantly in the future. And now with the possibility of the playoff expanding even more, which I hate that idea, by the way. I'll do a video on that probably tomorrow because I hate that idea. I think it's awful. Um, And I'll explain why. But anyway. You think Ole Miss is going to start to find their groove possibly before SEC play? Uh, they need to. I mean, they 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 have to win the next five. They can't lose one to High Point and Little Rock and Missouri State. They, they have to win their next five. If not, then you're really talking about a resume that's not going to make the tournament. You disagree with me about one thing on the game last night. You don't think the way the game was officiated helped State because, at least from your vantage point, they decided to insert themselves whenever State got into a rhythm. The fouls were called both ways, you thought, but the timing didn't necessarily help State. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that that style of play, though, does favor them, and, and especially because um, it, it was a more touchy call game. Now, State missed a ton of free throws, a ton of free throws. Um, that's going to cost them in the tournament. And, and and fans are going to just want to just squeeze something as hard as they can because that's going to cost them. They're going to get in a tournament game where they're going to lose by five and have missed 15 free throws. I mean, that, that's going to happen. Um, but State likes to run offense inside out. And because the game was getting called kind of touchy like that, it, um they were able to take more advantage of that because they do run offense through their bigs. Um, but they were just better last night. I mean, that, that's the thing. That's what, you know, I know it's Twitter, but the uh, the, the blowback that I got um, and an innocent bystander got because I dared say that 60 free throws and both coaches getting teed up is not an enjoyable experience. Um, what what got lost in that is that's not that's not why Ole Miss lost. They lost because they made one three point shot in the second half. They lost because State turned them over two more times than they allowed made baskets in the second half. Um, they they won because of Tolu Smith and Ole Miss not having an answer. Uh, that that's that's why that game happened the way it did. That's why the result was what it was. Both of those things can be true at the exact same time. The officiating could have been not good, way too touchy, uh, problematic. 
teeing up both coaches and 60 free throws and calling over a foul per minute is not enjoyable. And that's also not why State won, and that's not why Ole Miss lost. That, that, that can all be true at the same time, but apparently some people can't think that way. They could be, State being they, could be almost unstoppable if they're more consistent. They, they need one more scorer. That, that's, what, that's what they're really, they need one more reliable scorer on that team. And uh, I assume, I mean, well, they thought they had one and he's no longer with the team. It was a huge portal pickup at the time, the transfer from Marshall. And, and that just, that, that hadn't worked. Uh, so they thought they had it and they didn't. But anyway, we're seeing how James like his, likes his teams to play. So far, Beard cannot establish his brand of basketball with this piece together unit. No, they're they don't they're seemingly not either good enough or not completely bought in on um on the defensive end. You don't see anything that would indicate Jans wants out if Big John comes along, of course, but he seems happy here. Yeah, the only thing that I'm referencing there um is the article from ESPN. That's it. I I, I I have no idea, nor would I perpetuate that, um, because that would just be dumb. I, I, that's not what I'm about. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, Jans wants out, um, unless I know that, and I don't. So, Realistically, there are only a few schools that can win a football natty. Why not dominate basketball and baseball and be a 6-8 win football team? Because a six-win-a-year football team is not something that people will support. And football is what pays for everything else. And and I think at the moment, you're seeing a situation where at least every so often you can build a roster that's nationally competitive that can make the playoffs. I mean, ask a South Carolina fan what they would rather have at the moment, their basketball team being good or their football team being the six-win team? Which one would they trade? It's it's football. The answer is always football. You always want to win there. If, you are, if you're not giving maximum effort into football, you are wasting everybody's time and you're not maximizing your potential. And especially in this era where it's more volatile than ever, um, I think that would be a mistake. A huge problem for Ole Miss baseball is they spent in the portal to get some pretty good players on paper, and it's completely backfiring so far. Expensive players, at least a couple of them. You take a basketball Sweet 16 over a Super Regional, maybe even a College World Series appearance. Ole Miss is putrid. You're telling me there's a real shot that they are 11 and 32 or 15 and 28 and 43 games? If so, can that be a thing to make Keith Carter look elsewhere for a head coach in baseball? I mean, if they're that bad, maybe that changes the conversation, but I, I don't think um, I've changed my thought from the other day. Uh, when you consider what they're trying to do in football and what they're trying to do in basketball right now, dropping four million dollars to buy out a baseball coach um i think they would view that as a poor investment 
Haven't they already done a fireside chat with Kiffin? Have they? Uh, if they have, and uh, thank you for the super chat, uh, my friend. You are uh, yet again very, very kind. Way, 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 way too kind. Um, but if they have, I missed it. I know he did one with Andy Kennedy. I know they did one with Andy Kennedy. But I don't think he's done one with Kiffin yet. Yeah, this stream doesn't need any extended playoff talk. Only thing you'll say is expect 16 down the road. I do as well. Yeah, no, we don't have to talk about that tonight. Uh, I've got to hang up here in a second anyway. I've got to go take care of something. But um, I'll do a video on that tomorrow. I think it'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when I've got time. Because I do have thoughts on it, but we don't need to. We just need to wallow in the misery of bad baseball right now. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. What did I just say? Was that English? Jeez. The free throws are going to cost State probably in a first or second round game, depending on the matchup. Absolutely. You thought Southern Miss was going to make it three last year? It's a good program down there, man. It's a good program. As of now, you're not seeing the 4-1 and one finish for Ole Miss. I'm not either at the moment. Let's say they go 3-2 and two and beat South Carolina, Missouri, and A&M. That probably requires two wins in Nashville or three. Here's my issue with the wins in Nashville thing. A&M made, went on a run there uh, recently. Didn't Vanderbilt also? Well, now, they were way behind in the metrics, but teams have made runs in Nashville, and they seemingly haven't mattered uh, all that much. I, I think that largely they're kind of doing this beforehand, but since they're sitting right now teetering on the last four out, maybe that can be the difference. See, I agree with this. You think the way that they called the game last night took away from how entertaining it could have been more than changed the outcome. I agree with that. And that's all I was talking about. That's all I meant was that that there was no flow. There there was no rhythm. And because of that, um, it stunk. But I do think that, I mean, Mississippi State played better than Ole Miss last night. That's why they won. I keep saying that. I'm very repetitive. I don't know if you guys have figured that out about me by now, but I am very repetitive. I try not to be. I try to work on it. I just am. How do I think Ole Miss and State's baseball NIL compares to the rest of the SEC? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's competitive, certainly. Uh, I would assume, based on recent history, that LSU spends the most in the league. Um, I mean, A&M was able to pull off a a big portal haul there. But there's very few programs in the country that spend more than them. You can't be irrelevant in football. That's why you talk about how Arkansas is in a very dangerous position. We'll do a lot of that this offseason uh, about Arkansas's decision to hang on to Sam Pittman. And, and if they start losing games, when they start losing games, there's no if. Why they made that decision, why they chose to slip into irrelevancy and basically punt a football season. Um mm. You tried watching some of the game, but it was just too boring with all the fouls. Had other things to do, like, yeah, anything. But it was torturous for someone like you with zero patience. I have no patience. I found myself in the second half kind of messing around with my phone, which I hate that I have that habit. But I started kind of looking around and getting distracted with all the pauses. So, differing opinion here. 
you would take the College World Series any day of the week over the Sweet 16. And I, I've heard that a lot. That's what um, that's what is very unique about this state because there's almost no other places that would say that. I mean, maybe in Baton Rouge. Uh, and that's probably it that would take a – but but you're not alone in that uh, at all. Not not alone, and uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the super chats, man. Thank you for uh, for that. But the curtain rod is going uh, going to stay. You're trying to get to like baseball more. You're picking a bad season to do that, James. You are picking a very bad season, the worst season to do that, the absolute worst. In my opinion, how many years of job security should a baseball national championship earn a coach? Two years. I think Mississippi State did. I, I know some people disagree with this. I think that they did ultimately make the right decision by keeping Chris Limonis after last year. He brought the school their first ever national championship. That should buy you two years, I think. Um, but it also kind of has to depend on how those years look, right? Uh, I, I do think that, especially considering what, Mike Bianco, I see your Ole Miss avatar there, uh, has done for the program, firing him two years removed from the first national championship, uh, paired with the buyout money and and all of that, would not be as smart as it would after next year. And maybe that's not the, the, the way that a lot of people see it, but I do think two years is what it should buy you. With the context of what those championships are. Two years. State fans will make fun of it, but the NIT is not terrible for Ole Miss in year one. No, it's not anywhere close to terrible. It's a win. It is an absolute win if they're able to make it there. 100%. You think Ole Miss can make it to the last four in by championship week, but bid stealers will knock them out? Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's why they've just they've, they've got to win four, and it's got to be the right four. They, they've got to win four games over the next five, and that's just that, that's a really tough ask. That's a really really difficult ask. Um, it can be done, but that's that's really tough because the bid stealers. Mike Bianco can be better. I agree, he can. Someone close to him needs to say that to him. He knows it, as do we. In a great conversation with an Arkansas friend today, he stays excited about baseball, but he's extremely terrified about the state of football there. I would be. I would be. And yes, I agree with you. Ole Miss would jump back into the field with a win on Saturday. They're one spot out. I agree. Do I think there's a certain baseball player for Ole Miss that needs to get going for it all to start to turn around? Uh, I, I wish it could be just one. That would be more interesting. But no, it's more than just one. I mean, it's it's the entire lineup has got to hit better. They've got to have better approaches than this. It's it's really all but one guy that, that needs to step up and improve. I mean, you've got everyday starters, and I know it's it's only five games in, but hitting in the 100s below the Mendoza line, I, I wish I could tell you that it's just one guy. They really were extremely high on Udermark, and so maybe that could be the one, if potential is matched, that could start changing some dynamics. But we haven't seen it with with him yet in game action. 
so all it is is hype and potential at this point. But you know, Trayson Hughes needs to be better. They all need to be better. It's it's sadly a lot more than just one guy. You're not ready to give up on this Ole Miss team, but you're scared right now. I mean, you are completely and totally justified in that feeling. Completely. As a Vandy fan, you take the College World Series over a Sweet 16 no-brainer for obvious reasons. Well, you're about to get the uh, the exciting uh, coaching search in basketball, so that'll be fun. You don't want to sound you know this to sound biased, but is it too much to say Bianco would be more justified for three terrible years compared to Lamonis because of how Bianco built Ole Miss baseball? Lamonis inherited greatness. Yes, it is different when you're talking about the two of them. It's absolutely different. I appreciate that, James. Thank you, man. Thank you. I hope you have a good night and good weekend, sir. You are uh, you're you're too kind. Thank you, man. It also doesn't help state that after their championship that their two biggest rivals followed it up while they sat at home. Yeah, no kidding. Is Ryan Day Chris Lamonis? That is an interesting comparison. I might bring that to the show tomorrow. You think Vandy should go all in on basketball? You think Nashville would really support it? You remember when um, for like a week it was threatened that the Grizzlies could move to Nashville? Remember that? You've got no clue who the starting pitcher is for Ole Miss on Saturday. So they're they're going with the same rotation, aren't they? They're they're going with the same first three. Let me double check uh, before I tell you something incorrect. Uh, before I get out of here, um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I thought that they announced that. I guess they I guess they took it down. They may have. Let me pull up the game notes here, and I'll be able to tell you. Let's see. They're making this really hard to find. I can't find it. I'm so sorry. Um, But I thought that they announced it was the same three. Here it is. Gosh, I found it. Uh, It's Quinn, uh, Gunner, Dennis, and Sonia. So, yes, it is the same three. From uh, from last week, so Gunnar Dennis is the junior college transfer lefty. So anyway, I got to run, guys. Uh, shout out Brandon PTG Outdoors. Uh, check them out, and uh, thank you, Brandon, for uh, for for being you <laughs> and, uh, and and helping me out. Thanks to all you guys for uh, for being here. Uh, you guys are awesome. Sunday night, Sunday night. Let's see. Baseball will all be done by Sunday night, right? Yeah, well, let's call it eight o'clock. We'll we'll, we'll do eight o'clock on the nose on uh, on Sunday night, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys there. I'm going to do something recorded uh, about the uh, the playoff expanding, so we'll do that uh, this weekend as well. Be on the lookout for that. But uh, appreciate all of you guys. Thank you uh, a ton, especially to uh, PTG Brandon, um, but all of you guys, Edward. Um, my, my friend, the Vanderbilt fan in here, appreciate you, Michael, Tucker, James, Bo. Let me get let me just give some shout outs here. Memphis Rebel and OG Craig, you guys, uh, all of you are um, 
I appreciate you. Appreciate you a ton. Nick, as well. Thank you. Uh, Skull Rebs, all of you guys. So, appreciate you. We'll see you on Sunday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.